saying that for a long time i think there's something in the water in this country <laughs> hey this is trice talk mini pod for a tuesday night september the 21st 2021 and i'm your host donald wayne hey thanks for joining me for another episode uh if you will the shortened version of trice talk uh and that is uh, that's something I've been experimenting here with a little bit of music lately, uh, skirting on the edge, if you will. But this one is called Something in the Water, and I picked it out strictly for the title. But I kind of like it. It's kind of catchy. Uh, it says that it's done by a group called Boys World. I don't know. The lead singer sounds a little bit familiar. But then, uh, I don't know, in today's music, a lot of the artists seem very similar. Similar, 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 something like that. Anyway, uh, I thought I would try that out for an opening theme. So it probably confuses some people that are used to hearing the normal Nairobi uh, introduction tune to uh, mini pod series. Uh, better, better shut that water off just so it doesn't overflow. Okay, so it's Tuesday night uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and no, I'm not going to talk about the weather tonight. Um, <laughs> I did last night, uh, and it just kind of one thing led to another, but uh, besides it, it cleared up today, actually. It was supposed to be thunderstorms. Oh, I'm talking about the weather. Anyway, it cleared up today, so I'm, I'm thinking about maybe whether I should go out and get a couple of bids for solar panels for our house. I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll deliberate that at another time. But um, tonight I want to get back to some serious stuff. I mean, there, there's some goofy shit on, on the news today, and, and this isn't in my notes to do for the show, but I, I've got the... Um, I've got the TV on up here, uh, the big screen, so I can kind of just see if anything earth-shattering is happening hap happening uh, while I'm doing the show. But I don't know. Hopefully, some of you saw this or all of you saw this today, but there's this story going around uh, about on the border there in uh, Texas that border agents... Border Patrol, 
uh, and, and they've got some guys on horses now that are running around, I guess, so they can get around faster. And plus it also puts them up above the crowd. It gives them a little bit more uh, of an advantage, I guess. But there's a story coming out on the left left wing fake news that these that some border agents are whipping the Haitians with their uh, reins. Uh, some of them are actually saying that you know they were using whips on the uh, the Haitian uh, refugees or illegals, if you will, and that's what they are at this point. I don't care what the people on the left say. They are illegally in this country, but uh, and and so of course they interviewed a couple of the border agents uh, tonight on one of the programs that I was watching, and and they said with no question whatsoever they are not whipping those Haitian illegals. Uh, I think uh, the left wing media was showing one picture of a. a Haitian guy that was kind of had his hands up and he was moving away from a guy on a horse. And I don't know, you could kind of see maybe the reins was up in the air, uh, but didn't look like it was anywhere close to this particular gentleman. And I use that term loosely, but uh, I saw a, a segment where somebody was, uh, or it was a segment of Chris Cuomo, that wonderful hack, uh, whose brother, you know, is, uh, getting what he deserves or getting part of what he deserves. And he's, he's calling it, uh, liking it back to, uh, slavery days. I mean, it's, it's totally irresponsible what these people, the shit that comes out of their mouth over anything. They, they're so eager, so eager to, to characterize, uh, especially white Americans. And it's, it's crazy since a lot of these people that are saying these things are white themselves, but they're liberal. So they think that they're insulated, uh, you know, uh, against the rest of the white population in this country, but they're so eager to, to make anything that remotely looks like something that could be racial. They want to make it racial because they want the hate. They want the the uh, the outrage, and they want to carry that on because they're you know they're concerned about the midterm elections next year, so they have to keep pounding anything they can in into people's heads. And the fact that they've said it, and and they're they're saying that people are these border agents are whipping these Haitians, and since uh, you know the funny thing is these uh, the, the majority of these border agents, according to what the guy said tonight was that um, the border agents are not white. Uh, An overwhelming number of them are uh, Hispanic. So uh, it's kind of hard to call that racism, but you know, it, it just, not only white people can be racist, right? Uh, that's been proven in a number of uh, situations. So I, um, I think it's, <laughs> I just, I saw that and, and I saw the, the accusations and they had Joy Reid on there too. She was 
making some statements about slavery and 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 these images of these people on horseback whipping these black Haitian illegals, but they'll call them immigrants. And it's it's absurd. It's absurd, and it's it's amazing to me that people in this country allow that. You know, any any fair-minded, intelligent, thinking person that even supports news organizations or TV stations that put that kind of crap on the air. And I'm not going to say that everything that Fox News puts on the air that I agree with either. But this this garbage that uh, MSNBC and, and CNN, the things that they put on the air and, and this kind of crap uh, about this situation with the Haitians on the border is absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. And I, I, I won't go as far as say that they should be ashamed of what they say because there is no shame on the liberal side of the coin in this country. There is no shame. There's probably not a lot of shame in many of the politicians in Washington, D.C., bless their heart. But these people on MSNBC and, and, and uh, CNN uh, just absolutely are the worst human beings for doing what they do to this country under the guise of, of sensationalism? I don't know. Uh, either they're pushing the cause of the liberal left or they absolutely just are trying to sensationalize the news so they can get attention, they can make points. How in the hell Chris Cuomo is still on the air is beyond me. But, you know, hey, keep him on there because the more he you know, vomit stuff out of his mouth, the more people will realize that those stations are not legitimate news stations. All right. So that was the first thing I, I saw that before the show tonight. And I'm just like, absolutely just, you know, bewildered and outraged at the same time. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about tonight and I'm going to tie this into something that happened to me again today, which started me thinking. And uh, that's kind of when I get passionate about some things sometimes when I can personally relate to some of this garbage that we had to put up with, put up with in this country today. Um, and, and, and it's a short train of thought to start out with, a short personal train, and then I'll get into the, uh, the gist of the story. But I had to go to the bank today, and I haven't been to the bank in a long time uh, because I've been doing everything online for, you know, I was resistant at first, you know, because I'm I'm that old guy who likes the old ways for many things. I'm I'm comfortable in in the way the systems are, you know. Um, actually, I had to go to a, a UPS store today to do some business as well. And I went in there, and then when it came time to pay, I looked down, and I put my card in, and I said, well, this looks a little different. And the whole screen and the whole operation of that little card reader thing was completely different. And and I had to ask the person there waiting on me, I said, what happened here? It's asking me stuff it never asked me before. Oh, well, we, we got a new system. We got new card readers and all that. So I said, you know, I was comfortable with the old stuff. And I know that's just me. 
that's my personal problem. But anyway, this is the first time I've been to the bank in a long time. And uh, I had a little bit of cash that I wanted to deposit, and I can't do that online, right? So I said, well, I'll go up there to the drive through teller and so forth. Um, so I pulled up to the little sucky thing, you know, at the, at the drive through teller thing, you know, the, the little tube. And, um, and so I had a little over $300 cash that I needed to deposit and I put it in the cylinder, pushed the button and the little sucky thing delivered the cylinder to the teller. Okay. So I'm sitting there talking with my wife. She went up there with me. And then, and, uh, then when the lady responded to me, the teller responded to me, um, we exchanged some cordial comments and the teller said, well, Mr. Donald Wayne, and that's not what she called me, but you know, for this show, it has to be Donald Wayne. So anyway, Mr. Donald Wayne, I, I may need to see your driver's license in order to deposit this cash into your account. And I don't remember exactly what I said to her. I, I know I was a little bit bothered. Uh, I said, really? Something like that. You know, I, not, not what was going on in my head, certainly. I try to control that. I, I try not to tell people, you know, <laughs> in public what I'm thinking when they say stuff like that that makes me uh, have a certain reaction. But those words that she said to me are still ringing in my head. I may need to see your driver's license in order to deposit this cash into your account. And I'm thinking, really? I'm, I've got a deposit slip, which I filled out. I put it with the cash. So you know that I have access to the deposit slips unless I stole them off the uh, Donald Wayne's account. And it's only, you know, around $300. So it's not like, you know, uh, a ton of money. But you got to see ID for that. So she talked to somebody. She said, wait a minute. She talked to somebody and, and then uh, probably her supervisor. And then she came back and said, uh, yes, sir, I will need to see your driver's license in order to complete this transaction for you. So she sent the cylinder back to me and I, I returned it to her with my driver's license reluctantly. But uh, I didn't raise a ruckus because it's not her fault. She doesn't make the rules. And I always try to remember that when I have this adverse reaction to crap in, in places that I have to go to, uh, stores and, and, and so forth. Um, but I didn't raise a ruckus, as we used to say in Texas. And I complied with her request. So she made the deposit and sent back my receipt and driver's license. And I took them out of the cylinder and drove away peacefully. Here's the thing. And if you've been listening to me on Trice Talk for any length of time, or if you're a staunch conservative, you know what I'm going to say next. What the freaking hell? I hand the teller a little over $300 with a freaking deposit slip for my account, and I have to turn around and freaking pr prove that I am the owner of that account to her. Like, who in the hell is going to drive up and put, some, put money in somebody else's account unless it's either a friend, a relative, or somebody that owes them money or, or been asked to make a deposit for them? Who's going to do that? And who gives a shit if they do, right? I mean, really, I'd be glad if people could just 
strangers would put money in my bank account. I'll, I'll give them some uh, deposit slips. But it, it's, I don't know, immediately I'm thinking, you know, I knew that there was something of that nature if you put in a certain amount of money. And I, I was thinking it was something like, you know, $3,000, I believe it used to be anyway. Although Joe Biden is talking about they want to start monitoring every damn transaction that we do at the bank. You know, they want the IRS to have the ability to see how we spend our money in this country. Whoopee. Yeah, there's there's some more incursions into our freedom. But um, but I think the three hundred dollars, I mean, that is probably the amount that really pissed me off the most. I think that it was the amount that was way shy of maybe any drug money that somebody might be putting into the, into, into their account. I mean, if, if you're selling drugs and you're only depositing $300, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of customers. You got some very crappy drugs and I don't know for sure. Cause I had never been in that profession, but still, I, I you know, that used to be that they worried about illegal money going into bank accounts when it was cash, you know, people trying to hide money, but $300, I'm trying to hide $300. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. The low life race baiting liberals in the general public don't want you to have to show an ID in order for people to vote. Right. And they say you're a racist. If you do support voter ID requirements, right? Well, where are these people when it comes to stuff like this? where a person just wants to put cash into their own freaking bank account, but they got to show an ID. Now, obviously if I'm out driving, I've probably got my driver's license on me. So it's not really an inconvenience. And if you don't have a damn driver's license, you're probably, probably not driving, but that's not always true as well, because there's been many, many instances where people have been arrested for driving without their driver's license. And I have been known to leave home without my driver's license. Uh, not very often, of course, but I guess if I were not white and I got to go down this road for a second, I could have gone off on that teller today and claimed that what she was doing was a violation of my rights to put freaking money into my own bank account. And that I thought it was racial discrimination. I mean, I could have just gone berserk in my car over that little speaker, although that wasn't a very good speaker today. I, I didn't, I had a little bit of difficulty understanding what she was saying to me. But if I were not white, I could have done that. But I am, so I couldn't. So to me, that was another example of how screwed up This country is today that we are allowing liberals to tell us that we are racist, wanting people to prove who they are before they can vote. Yet we have to prove who we are to do so many other basic things in life. And so in in thinking about that, I started looking. I said, well, let me see what I can find. Uh, How many examples there are of things that people have to do to prove who they are. Now, unfortunately, we as conservatives aren't 
prepared sometimes and, and don't actually, you know, throw out the right uh, counter arguments to, to liberals when they come up with these goofy ass arguments about things. Uh, because, you know, one of the popular ones, one of the popular rebuttals that Republicans give Democrats and liberals when they talk about this voter ID thing as well, you got to show a, a driver's license, you know, to buy liquor uh, or buy, you know, alcohol at a bar. That's true. But then after I, w- I read this particular article that I'm going to use here in a minute, um, I realized that, you know, the ability to buy liquor in this country is not a guaranteed freedom uh, from the Constitution. Uh, Our founding fathers did not say people have a right to buy alcohol in this country freely. I guess if they had, and they probably should have, uh, we wouldn't have had that era of prohibition that was so disastrous for this country uh, back in the last century. But... um, you know, it, I mean, but we still get those examples. We still use those examples. And, and I've used them myself when I've had some minor skirmishes with people talking about voter ID. Uh, like things like, you know, we have to prove who we are for cashing a check or even if we're just writing a check, uh, if anybody does that anymore. Well, I know they do because I got behind a lady uh, last week that it was writing a check at uh, the grocery store. And I'm not knocking people who do that because it took me a long time before I was comfortable using my debit card. I still like writing checks because it was physical proof that I had written that check and I had a copy of it in my checkbook and la da 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 da. So it took me a while to get around to it. So I don't really knock people who write checks, but now that I haven't done it in, in so many years, uh, I really realize how much slower it is when you're behind somebody who is writing a check, the whole process thing. But uh, also, uh, you know, you have to prove who we are when we board an airplane. Now, I have not boarded an airplane in, in several years now, but, um, you know, you have to prove who you are to get on, to get your ticket to get on the plane and get through the uh, you know, um, security at the airports. Uh, we have to prove who we are when we take out credit. You know, if we want new credit lines of credit somewhere, uh, if you're buying a car, uh, uh, on credit, especially, uh, if, if you rent an apartment, you have to show your ID. If you want to get a loan to buy a house, you have to show your ID. But these are things that aren't spelled out in our Constitution. So when we use those as arguments against liberals who say, well, you know, you're interfering with our right to vote. You're trying to prevent us from voting or you're trying to prevent minorities from voting. You're trying to prevent black people from voting. Racist laws. So I found this article that says there are some things that are rights guaranteed by our constitution 
that miraculously require the showing of ID. And these are things that we as Republicans or conservatives, and I'm really more of a conservative than I am a Republican. And I know uh, liberals don't understand that distinction, but there is a difference. But anyway, the following information is contained uh, that I'm going to use in an article from the Daily Signal by Fred Lucas. And his article was entitled, Amid Voter ID Battles, Here Are Seven Things the Government Requires IDs For. Now, I've taken those and I've, I've, kind, of, um, I've kind of shortened them a little bit, so I'm not going verbatim by his article, but I wanted to give Fred Lucas credit for the article and bringing those things or putting those out there where I can share them with you. So these are things that are more or less, uh, most of them are guaranteed by the constitution. And there's a couple of them that are actually rights that have been more or less settled by the, uh, by a Supreme court decision. So they're not all rights in that manner. Uh, uh, guaranteed by the Constitution. So let me go through these quickly. Uh, the first one, and I, you probably know what I'm going to use, and that's registration for buying guns. The Second Amendment guarantees our right to own and bear arms in this country. Yet laws vary by state and even by municipality on the buying of firearms. So the Second Amendment guarantees our right to own and bear arms, but then there's a wide range of laws based on what state you live in, what municipality you live in, regulating the purchase of those firearms. Now, there are some federal standards, of course, and they're trying to make them stricter, by the way. Um, but anyway, uh, the Supreme Court in the landmark Heller decision determined that every American has the right to bear arms. It's in the Constitution, but then there was a Supreme Court case that had to, uh, I guess, fortify that right for us. But places like the District of Columbia, you know, where Washington, D.C. is located, has very strict gun control laws. It requires residents to register those guns. Gun owners must also obtain a gun license for any shotgun, rifle, or handgun. Uh, I don't believe you have to have a license for shotguns here in Georgia. I could be wrong about that because I haven't bought one since I've been here in Georgia. Um, the District of Columbia city government prohibits the sale of handguns. So you can't buy a handgun in the uh, city of the District of Columbia, but allows restricted sales of rifles and shotguns. New York City allows the selling of handguns, but with stricter rules that uh, more more strict rules in the state of New York itself. To buy a gun in the city of New York, an individual must appear in person to fill out a 17-page handgun purchase authorization form to qualify to, for purchase of a license. The form costs 
$340. And then you also have to pay $89.75 for fingerprinting. The New York Times wrote that applicants must provide an original secure, social security card, birth certificate, two recent color photographs, and other documents in order to complete this application. The application also requires individuals to explain employment dismissal, so if you've ever been fired from a freaking job, and health history in addition to the background check that all gun owners or gun buyers go through. So if you want to talk about something, here's a, a situation, here's a city in the United States, and it's a very freaking liberal city, probably edging towards a socialist end since they put that idiot AOC in office, uh, voted her in office. But anyway, so liberals want to say, you know, Voting is a right guaranteed by the Constitution. Well, so is owning a handgun, or uh, so is owning a, a a gun, or bear arms, basically. Yet you have the city of New York that makes it very difficult for people to purchase guns. Now, I'm not arguing against what they're doing. I'm just saying this is an example of a liberal city making it very difficult for the average or especially the low-income person to be able to purchase a gun if they needed one for protection or for whatever reason they wanted it for. Isn't that odd? I mean, how many uh, people living in poverty can, can afford $340 to fill out a to 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 complete a form, and plus another eighty nine seventy five to pay for fingerprinting. How many low income people can afford that? So, and then they have to have all these different forms of identification. Does that not restrict their right and their ability to exercise their right under the Constitution? Yet. Have you heard anybody jumping up and down about that yet? Have you heard anybody talking about that being racist yet? I mean, there may have been, but I don't think it's been on the national level. But then that's a liberal city. And we know how liberals feel about weapons anyway. They'd love to take them all away from us. Make it much easier to control us if they ever get complete control of this country. So that's the first thing. Uh, second item on this, on, um, on uh, Fred Lucas's article is the right to petition your government. The First Amendment guarantees our right to petition the government for redress of grievances. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of grievances we could uh, redress right now. The First Amendment freedoms sometimes require some identification, says a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation and former 
Justice Department attorney. The First Amendment guarantees the right to petition the government, but anyone who wants to meet with a Department of Justice official has to show a government-issued photo ID to get into the Department of Justice building for the meeting. You can't get in, yet the Constitution guarantees you the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. But you can't personally go down there and get into the building to the Department of Justice unless you have a photo ID. The right to peacefully petition on Capitol Hill beyond writing or calling a congressional office generally requires becoming a registered lobbyist. States have various requirements for registered lobbyists as well. So you got to have a photo ID to get in the Department of Justice building in Washington, D.C. So does that not affect low-income people? Does that not affect minorities? If they don't have a photo ID, are they going to be able to properly redress or properly petition the government for a redress of their grievances? The third thing is right of assembly, another First Amendment right, right? Many municipalities require permits to hold protests or rallies in a public space under certain circumstances. Obviously, a lot of that rioting that went on last year, and uh, those weren't really rallies, uh, but they were protests of some kind. But many municipalities uh, require permits in order for you to do that. This process varies based on city, but requires some paperwork by the organizers. The American Civil Liberties Union, and I'm not quite sure why this was added to this particular item, but it was in the column, so I'm going to share it with you. The American City Civil Liberties Union typically encourages people to show ID when stopped by police, but stresses they don't have to answer questions. So that's the ACLU recommending that people who get stopped by police show ID to the police so they can show who they are, but they stress they don't have to answer any questions they don't want to answer. The Colorado ACLU explains that an officer can require you to provide identification. Again, I'm not quite sure why that was added to that particular item, but I thought I'd share it with you since it was in there, especially since uh, it's it's uh, recommending that people do share that information, uh, share their photo ID or their ID, some forms of ID when they get stopped by the police. All right, number four is right to marry. Now, that's not necessarily... Uh, I don't think that's actually spelled out in the Constitution. Uh, but let's see uh, what it says here. Under the 1967 Loving versus Virginia ruling by the Supreme Court, marriage is a fundamental right. That was the landmark ruling, of course, that uh, stated laws banning interracial marriage. In fact, there was a movie about that uh, a few years ago. 
laws banning interracial marriage violated the equal protection and due process clauses of the 14th Amendment. That same decision was decided uh, several years ago as a precedent for the same-sex issues that came up and was finally decided by, I believe, the Supreme Court. So an official ID for obtaining a marriage license is nearly universal across all states in our country. In fact, in Fairfax County, Virginia, they require the following to get a marriage license, a valid photo ID, which could be a driver's license with a picture, a passport, a military identification card. In New York City, they state that you and your prospective spouse must have one form of proper identification in order to apply for a marriage license. The options include a driver's license, an active uh, military ID card, a passport, or a permanent resident card. So there's something else where it's not specifically spelled out verbatim in the, in the constitution that people have a right to get married. Uh, it was decided by the Supreme court that people do have a right to get married. That is one of the fundamental rights. If you're a citizen of the United States. So you have to show an ID for that. Why aren't liberals complaining about that? The fifth item is freedom of movement. This right is recognized under the privileges and immunities clause of the Constitution. The Supreme Court held in 1869 that this protected the rights of citizens, the right of free ingress into other states and egress from them. So while the right to board an airplane isn't spelled out in the Constitution, obviously because they didn't have freaking airplanes when the Constitution was written, the right to travel could broadly be considered a basic public accommodation and freedom of movement issue, even though the Transportation Security Administration requires photo ID for everyone boarding a plane. The 1960s civil rights movement was in part about the fundamental right to travel on trains and public buses. That's a statement I've never seen before. So there's another example of something that requires identification, even though it is something that the Supreme Court has decided it is guaranteed your right to move around by the Constitution. I haven't heard a lot of complaints about that either from the left. All right, number six, public accommodations. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits businesses such as restaurants and hotels from denying service on grounds of race, color, religion, or national origin. Opponents of voter ID laws contend that it's difficult for minorities to obtain ID for voting. This could reasonably extend to public accommodations. How many hotels, motels can you check into without providing a photo ID? And I don't mean the kind that you pay for by the hour. Those don't count. 
Many local governments require hotels and motels to collect information from the ID of the lodgers and maintain it to be available for police review if it becomes necessary. Have you heard any liberals complaining about people having to show identification to be able to stay at a hotel or a motel? Is that not discriminatory towards minors, uh, minors, <laughs> minorities? Okay, number seven, welfare benefits. While there is no constitutional right to welfare benefits, the Supreme Court held in the case of Goldberg versus Kelly that welfare recipients are entitled to due process with a hearing before benefits can be terminated. Not given, but once they're given, before they can be terminated. Nevertheless, several states require some type of proof of identity to collect welfare. New York City, again, has a municip uh, municipal ID program. Residents will need an ID to get a job, cash a check, open a bank account, enter a government building, and to be eligible for some public benefits, you need to prove your identity, age, and residence in New York City. And again, that's not... Welfare benefits are not a right guaranteed by the Constitution specifically uh, based on the, the Supreme Court ruling in that particular case. It does kind of broadly extend to, or it does cover this, and then why aren't liberals complaining about that? And so that's, that's the seven items that this author uh, chose to share with us as examples of things that uh, require identification, legal identification, even though in some form or another, they're either uh, guaranteed by the Constitution or by some, uh, you know, some court case decided by the Supreme Court, they determined that they are rights of American citizens. But I'm going to add one more to it. And it's not, it's not a right guaranteed by the Constitution. However, it is something of an equal access issue, at least as far as I'm concerned. So I had to go, you know, in my business, I'm, I'm kind of like in construction, more or less, home repairs. I have to show my driver's license when I go to the county dump where I live in order to get rid of materials that I take from construction jobs. And I have to prove that I am a resident of this county in order to use that facility. Uh, if I cannot prove who I am, they can turn me away or they'll charge me a higher fee uh, because they do let residents outside of the county come in, but they, they have a, a much higher fee they have to pay for driving into our county and, uh, you know, dumping, dumping their materials there. Right. So I don't know. 
I mean, what if I'm somebody that doesn't really have a proper ID and yet I want to use that facility? It's, it is a county facility, but I have to show who I am to go to the dump. So I don't know. It's not a huge thing, but it's, it's another example. We use, we have to use IDs for so many things in this country that the argument today that there is a large group of people and, and primarily minority based that do not have the ability to get identification, to show identification if in, in, in the event that they need it is crazy. Absolutely crazy. In the state of Georgia, the state will bend over backwards to give you an identification card with your picture on it, even if you don't drive in this in this state. If for whatever reason you're either too old, you don't want to drive anymore, you can't drive, or you're physically unable to drive, you can still get a photo ID free, I believe, from the state. So there's no reason, no reason whatsoever for somebody that needs identification in this state not to be able to get it. So this argument that, you know, the voter ID laws that these uh, red states are passing are strictly for the purpose of preventing minorities from voting. Uh, and, and they'll go so far as to say preventing black people from voting the Jim Crow laws, the, the racist crap that they want to uh, vomit out of their mouth. Every time there's that discussion about voter ID laws in this country, that's what they fall back on. Yet there's so many things in our society that if we're functioning and we're participating in society and we're making any movement whatsoever outside of the place that we live, we're going to have to show who we are from time to time for one reason or another. We're going to have to prove we are who we say we are, even for some minor things. But liberals know that if they, they run that route, that white supremacists are trying to keep black people from voting in this country by requiring them or making it more difficult for them to vote, that it carries a lot of weight with the ignorant people in this country. And I'm talking about ignorant people all across the board even the ignorant ones that are using that as an argument, even the ignorant dumbasses like Chris Cuomo. It seems to want to jump on the racist train every time there's something, you know, that he can get excited about and, and, and try to run Republicans and conservatives into the ground. There's no excuse, no excuse whatsoever. And then of course, you know, I won't get started on all the other things that they, they think people ought to do in order to vote. Personally, if I wanted to step away from this whole discussion here and voter ID altogether, yes, the Constitution guarantees the right of all citizens to be able to vote in this country uh, with few exceptions. 
But honestly, just because you have the right to vote doesn't mean everybody should be voting. And and uh, what I mean by that is if if you're not if you don't educate yourself, if you don't take the time to look at the issues and pay attention uh, and then have some reason for voting for someone other than because they have a D or an R in front of their name or an I in front of their name. If that's the only reason you're voting for those people, then in my mind, you shouldn't be voting because you're not voting based on issues. You're voting. Uh, you're basically it's ghost voting. You're voting just because you can and not because you should. Because voting for the wrong person, because you don't know what you're voting for, you don't know the person you're voting for, you don't know the issues they stand for, that's just ignorance in my book. And it hurts our country because we, the result of that is we end up putting a bunch of people and I'm talking about both sides of the coin. I'm not just talking about Democrats. I'm talking about both sides, Democrats and Republicans, even libertarians or independents, if you will. If you vote for somebody and you have no idea what they stand for or you don't believe in the things they stand for and you're just voting for them because of that party affiliation, that hurts the country. And it may be responsible for the sad shape that we're in today. That's my personal opinion. Again, I, I wouldn't want to deny anybody the right to vote that, that, uh, that wants to vote. But you know, voting shouldn't be easy because nothing in life worthwhile should really be easy in, in, in my book. Because when you have to, you may when you have to make a little effort for something, you appreciate it a little bit more, and it shows that you really have a passion for what you're doing. Yeah, you got drive-through voting where you just pull up to what a, somebody standing under a tent, or somebody standing with a little table uh, next to a, a drive-through thing, and you pull up and you vote, and then he takes your vote, and he's supposed to. Uh, properly process it for you. I mean, if you're that lazy that that's how you want to vote, you shouldn't be voting. That even that shouldn't even be necessary in this country, especially since we do have mail-in voting. If you can't make it to the poll or you're not physically able to, to stand there at the poll or not healthy enough to stand at the poll, then you have the opportunity to use mail-in voting. So all this other crap that they want to do doesn't make sense to me. And all it does is allow people to vote who really have no business voting because they're not voting intelligently. They're voting because you're making it so damn easy. Why not? Or they're voting because their buddy voted for so-and-so, so they're going to go down there and vote for them. I don't care who you're voting for, as, you, as long as you vote intelligently and you know that that person stands for the same things that you stand for. 
but this whole voter ID thing is absolutely insane. And these are the arguments. These seven things that I talked about tonight are the things that we should be pushing back on with people when they talk about, well, the Constitution guarantees us the right to vote. Yes, it does. But it doesn't guarantee that you can do it without proving who the hell you are. Because people cheated last year. People have probably cheated ever since we started voting. Well, we know they had problems with voting in, in the 1800s and the early 1900s, but you should have to prove who you are. One person, one vote. That's what it should be. And it needs to be a living person. All right, I'm done. I'm done with that tonight. I hope some of that was useful. If you ever get in a discussion with anybody, just think of those items that I just shared with you and uh, throw that back at the person, that liberal, if that's who you're arguing with, and just say, hey, what about these things? You have to have an ID for that, and that's a constitutional right, or that's been, that's been determined to be constitutionally a right by the Supreme Court, but you got to show an ID. Where do you stand on that? All right. Thanks for hanging with me tonight on this episode of Trash Talk Mini Pod. I hope that you got something out of that. Remember, if you like this or any of the other Trash Talk Family podcasts, please be sure to follow us. Hit that follow button, if you will, on whatever. Uh, media source you're using to listen to the show. And um, I hope you look for the next episode of Minipod, which should be tomorrow night. Um, and Dennis Lee and I talked today. We uh, were talking about, you know, things that we want to do with the podcast. And uh, so it looks like we'll be doing a podcast, a Trice Talk podcast together on Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, uh, whatever date that is, I'd have to turn around and look at the calendar. So, uh, that will be the first one we've done together in a couple of weeks, but all the stars are going to be aligned and I think that we will be able to pull it off. So, um, uh, please be sure to tune in for that. And who knows, we might even make it a live show since it's been so long since we've been able to do one together. Uh, but I'll keep you updated on that. Uh, we'll have a few more mini pods before Sunday night comes up. So um, until then, until the next show, uh, I'm always, when I, when I pause like that, I'm cause I'm trying to key up the next or the closing uh, song that I'm going to use to get out of here. So, but until then, Keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Stay safe, everybody. Something's in the air right now. Like I'm losing track of time. Like I don't really care right now. But maybe that's fine. You weren't even there that day I was waiting on you I wonder if you were aware that day 
was the last drop for me And I know I sent you flowers Did you even care? You ran the shower And left them by the stairs Thought you had your shit together But damn, I was wrong You were nothing but a lost cause And this ain't nothing like it once was I know you think you're such an outlaw But you got no job You ain't nothing but a lost cause And this ain't nothing like it once was I know you think you're such an outlaw But you got no job I used to think you were shy Maybe you just had nothing on your mind Maybe you were thinking about yourself all the time I used to wish you were mine But that was way before I realized Someone like you would always be so easy to find